here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check your panties. It's time for Fat Guy Loves Cake. With your host, Joey Valentine. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. Joey, please thank my ass. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake, your favorite podcast or soon-to-be favorite podcast. I am Joey Valentine, coming to you on this beautiful Monday morning, May the 9th, 2022. And yes, this episode is coming in very late. And yes, this episode is actually being recorded on the day that I am publishing it. Because I just, man, have I been asleep for a long time. Put a lot of shifts in over at the old skating rink, and I guess the old fat body couldn't handle it and said, I need to recover. But it felt good, man. I had some wacky dreams, too. Kept having these dreams. You know those dreams where you, you wake up and, you, you know, you think that they really happened because they're not like these crazy dreams where, like, hamburgers are eating you or something like that. It's like you just you were hanging out with certain people in familiar situations, and then, like, you hate each other or something, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, man. Now I got to apologize. And you're like, oh, wait, like, no, what? Wait, fuck him. No, I don't. That didn't even happen. <laughs> but yeah, great weekend at the skating rink. And here we are back to the work week. I had this great idea in my extra super long extended shift. You know, uh, those, you know, like on Jackass, what they have, the, they're always pranking each other with the uh, like giant boxing glove. Like they'll go to get ice cream from an ice cream truck and it'll like pop out and punch them in the face. Or like in the first one, very first jackass, they would like look, there was, um, what was it? It was like a letter that was written and they would be like, Hey, go read that. It's about you or something. And like the, as the words got down closer to the bottom of the letter, they got smaller. So they had to like really get their face close to it. And then they would unleash the boxing glove. It'd be so rad if we had some of those on the skating rink, you know, like various places on like coming out of the walls, (laughs) these kids. These kids, God bless them, most of them are pretty well behaved, but there are some that just ignore me, and my job as the skate guard is to make sure that they go in the proper direction. Not because I'm an asshole, not because I don't like to have fun, but because what happens when they go the wrong way? Exactly what I'm trying to prevent. Them running headfirst into other children. And it happens every time. And I don't get it. Where's the common sense? When like a 10-year-old is doing that and you're thinking like, would you just go skating your scooter into oncoming traffic, you know, with, with cars, like every single person is going one way and you're going the opposite and they're having to stop and like dodge people. Like at no point it occurs to you in your little brain, like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. So for these children, we should install these giant boxing gloves. I got a little remote, you know, like the little uh, unlock lock car remotes. Cause this is what happens is like, they ignore me. You know, they pretend like they don't hear me. You know, I blow in my whistle and the whole place, like when you blow your whistle, the whole place stops moving. Okay. I mean, not stops moving completely, but I mean like 
everyone looks at me to see who I'm looking at. And that's great, you know, because I know that everyone understands, you know, like they want to make sure, like, am I the one doing something wrong? And when I blow my whistle and I will point to the person doing something wrong and I'm like running alongside these kids going the wrong direction and I'm going, Hey, Hey, you need to turn around. You're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. And they just keep like, they start going faster. Like they can't hear me, please. I have one of the loudest voices in the world and I'm not even really raising it. I can get loud, son. (laughs) But if I had these boxing gloves set up, you know, like a couple on each side, Kids start skating away. Like, hmm, if I pretend I can't hear him, then I don't have to do what he says. Get that little clicker out. <laughs> Kid gets blasted like 15 feet to the fucking side. They'll start listening then. Or they'll make a game of it, actually. You see, that wouldn't even work. Because, it, like, the first couple of times, and on certain children, sure, they'll get the point. But then the older kids, they'll start being like, Hey, if you don't listen to what he says and you go down the side of the of the wall, you get blasted with this big ass boxing glove. It's awesome. Check it out. Watch, watch. Hey, you go the wrong way. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and they're like, Brad, dude. <laughs> Kids are coming up to me for the rest of the night. Okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna stand over in front of the boxing glove. Okay, you hit us. Hit, hit, hit three of us at one time. I'm going to take my mom out on the skating rink, and as soon as she gets by the boxing glove, can you just totally nail her? And I'll be like, listen, yes, yes, I can do that. (laughs) But just this once, mom will learn her lesson, unlike you. Mom won't fall for that shit twice. (laughs) That That little boxing glove contraction that punches people, that would actually be so useful in so many situations. I mean... If you were the proprietor of a convenience store, you know, and somebody comes in and they're giving you lip because you are going to deal with some real low end people when you own a convenience store. That's just a fucking fact. Not everybody. I'm saying like it's with any job when you deal with human beings every now and then you're going to have some real shitty ones, but convenience stores, they tend to have like the crazies and the bums hanging around. Or like at the last minute, you know, in Texas, you can't buy alcohol after midnight. So you're going to get people that show up there one minute till and they don't make it in time. And that's the thing. Like you can enter the store, like say five minutes till midnight to buy alcohol. But once that register hits midnight, then it won't allow the person who's selling to sell it to you. It will say not a valid transaction. And most of those clocks are about three to five minutes ahead of whatever earth's time clock says and for good reason to be responsible to guarantee that no one ever actually sells alcohol they don't even want to cut it close it's a law and i've seen so many people come in i used to do that race all the time back in dallas and we in dallas has something that houston doesn't uh dallas has dry wet so there were only certain places you could buy alcohol So you'd be sitting there and it'd be 15 till and you're in Richardson. You need to get to Plano. So you got a 15 minute drive. Not only have you been drinking, now you're speeding. You may or may not make it. And if you don't make it, well, I never raised hell. It's my own stupid fucking fault. It didn't take me long to learn that if I thought like it's better to buy more 
and have left over than to buy like what you think is the right amount. When you're in your 20s, you have no idea how many people are coming. When you, If you have a party and somebody's like, yeah, I'm coming, and then they show up with like five people, and if you don't stand watch over your refrigerator like a fucking guard, like a prison guard, people are going to drink your shit. Count on it. But anyway, back to the boxing gloves. You got the boxing gloves, the big the giant boxing glove. If you haven't seen Jackass, okay, this boxing glove is the size of, you know, like a, like a giant beach ball. Okay. It's an, it's a red fist on a steel beam and it's hydraulic and it pops out and it's not slow. It's not like a little, you know, it's not like a little bump. No, I mean, it comes out and it fucking nails you. So you install one of those in the store guy comes in, you go, I'm sorry. It's midnight. I can't, there's nothing I can do about it. The register won't let me ring you up. And he starts raising hell because he can't have his twisted T. He's banging on the glass. You're like, okay, hit the big red button next to you. <laughs> Customers will learn real quick when they know there's that boxing glove back there. They'll come in there and be like, what do you mean you can't sell me alcohol? You mu-. You know what? It's cool. It's cool. I can always just, you know, come back in the morning. Thank you for your time. (laughs) So did I mention that you're listening to Fat Guy Loves Cake, your favorite podcast or soon-to-be favorite podcast, trademark, patent pending? I'm Joey Valentine. I am super-duper, extra crispy, chocolate swirl, vanilla with a cherry on top, happy to have you here. I'm in a fantastic mood. I start my new job in exactly two weeks, going back into the medical industry is not going to interfere one single iota with the show. I had a friend post on Facebook the other day that he was getting old. Like anybody will when they become like 30. I mean, I was claiming to be old in my 20s, you know, and you are. I mean, once you hit puberty and you've grown as much as you can grow, every day after that is you getting older. Your body is building and building there's it's under construction and then they go okay we're done and then for a few years you just kind of skate and then every fucking day after that the body's breaking down slowly breaking down you don't see it not in your 20s you think you're fucking invincible you really do you really believe you are when i was in my 20s man i abused my body so horribly i would work nine to 10 hour days, I would play hockey. And if I wasn't playing hockey, I would referee hockey. And then I would drink all night and I'd sleep like two hours and I would do this all week long. And then when the weekend came around, I did it even more. And I was never tired. I was never falling asleep, like just sitting there watching TV. No, I was always juiced up. I was jazzed about everything, man. Like Somebody could call me up. Hey, I'm going to, yeah, I'm there. They wouldn't even tell me what it was. Oh, you're going to go and get a colonoscopy? Cool, I'm in. Whatever gets me out of the house and keeps my muscles moving. Then 30, you're like, okay, I'm putting on a little, you know, putting on a few pounds, you know, and I do need to get a full night's sleep, you know, but hey, I'm not 20 anymore, right? You know, I mean, that's just, that's life, but I'm still fucking invincible. I can still work all day. I could still drink all night just as long as I get, you know, five hours of sleep. I'm good. And then you turn 40. 
Then all of a sudden you're a hundred pounds overweight. And every time you sneeze, you throw out your back, you bend over, you tear your pants, you cough and you fart. Sometimes you do more than fart. <laughs> you need a full 10 hours of sleep. You find yourself going to bed on time, turning down things that are fun, planning to do things that are fun and really getting excited about them and then canceling on them the day before when you realize just how much work and effort is going to have to go into you doing that. You're like, hold on, wait a minute. Uh, hold on. Now I told Aaron that we were going to go to the butt plug museum. He's been so excited to go. I said we were going to go, but that means I have to take a shower and shave and put on clean clothes. And you know, then I have to, well, that's pretty much it, but that just sounds like a lot of work when I could just stay here in my raggedy draws that I've been wearing for three straight days, watch mystery science theater 3000 and fall asleep. See, I, I like that one better. Plus I've already got two gallons of Rocky road in the freezer. I don't have to, uh, actually <laughs> make any great effort. And you call up your friends and they go, man, no, actually, this is what happens. If your friends are the same age as you, if they're 40 like us, then your friends go, yeah, I wasn't going to go either. <laughs> like I was just about to call you and cancel too. I was, uh, yeah, you know, like I've been thinking all week, like Joe's going to be so mad. I'm like, no man, it's, that's great. That's cool. Yeah. You know what? If I have the strength, I may text you sometime this week. If I can fit it into my busy schedule of being not slim and lazy, <laughs> but my friend, he posts this picture, uh, you know, a non-filter, uh, straight up picture of him. I guess he's in his car or whatever. And he says, man, getting old sucks. Now I know for a fact that he's younger than me, probably by about 10 years. He looks a little weathered. But that's because he is uh, an oil rig man. He's a roughneck. Okay. So that's, that's what they call the uh, people. In the, and they do this incredibly hard, dangerous job. Man, you think, like, I've worked some jobs that really put my stamina to the test, put your will to the test. Okay. When I was younger, I worked some jobs. I, like, I had, I, I worked, con uh, not construction, but I worked in like some lumber jobs, building some houses, you know, shit where you, like, time ceases to exist. Like, you think you've been working for five hours and it's been like 15 fucking minutes. You're outside, you're constantly lifting, you're sweating, you're dying. And I don't know how people do that for a living, man. These cats, you know, people in Texas. They're always making fun of Mexicans because they all do the same job. Like they work in the, on, they work for the city or they work in lawn care. But let me tell you some folks, Mexicans do the jobs that no one else would fucking do. And I commend them for that. These are some hard working sons of bitches. They come into our country and they make a difference. They make things better. They build the roads that you drive on and they clip the lawns that you don't want to clip. They clean hotel rooms. They've, don't fucking tell me that Mexicans are lazy and don't fucking tell me that you're so scared of immigration and Mexicans taking jobs. The only thing that scares me about undocumented immigrants is crime. That's it.
But the percentage of people that come through the border that commit crime is no higher than the percentage of people that commit crime who already live here and are American citizens. I've said it before and I'll say it again. People are pieces of shit. Human beings suck. No, that's not fair. I think most people are pretty cool. I, I just, I get angry because you have, you have so many bad people. And when I say so many, I mean, even more than a handful is so many. That's too many. And when people commit crimes and it's the only thing that the news is going to show you, you don't realize how much of the rest of the world has nothing to do with that. I can go an entire day. If I don't turn on my TV, I can go an entire day without ever hearing one single negative thing in my life or having a negative experience with someone in person. I can walk out into my town and go to the grocery store and I can wave to people and smile at people and I can bullshit with people and talk about the weather. I can drive my bike and people won't cut me off. People will let me in. People will nod, tip their hat. But somewhere in this town, 1% of the town is committing crime. So yeah, people are good, but <laughs> you're not tuning into the nightly news so you can watch an hour of people singing Kumbaya and playing Red Rover. I mean, that's just a fucking fact. The news wouldn't exist if they didn't shock you constantly. I digress. Um, anyway, my friend who I was talking about 20 minutes ago, my friend who posted a picture of himself, I think he's like 35. He's a roughneck. He's been working in the oil field. Hardest fucking job, man. I mean, these guys, you just watch what they do and you're like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, why would anyone? And yeah, they get paid well, but still, I would not. I don't care if I made $30 an hour. I'm not going to work 12-hour shifts with the chance of getting my head lopped off, sweating, sweating all the time. I mean, yeah, you're ripped as shit. You're rich. But you never see your family, and you never get to enjoy any of that money, I would think. And by the time you hit 50, your body is going to be in so much pain, dude. Especially when you retire, man. You're not going to be able to move. Every time it rains, your whole body is going to go into convulsions. You know what's funny is that I started off telling this story, and I have not even gotten to what I was going to talk about yet. Like, this all started off with the intention of me talking about something else. And you know what that was? I was going to talk about the strictness levels of Google and Bing, like moderate, strict, off. That's where I was going with this. Still working my way there. <laughs> so I'm looking at this picture of my friend. And to me, like I said, he looks a little weathered. That's fine. He looks a little weathered, but he looks good. You can still see that he's young. He looks good. His skin looks good. He's got his hairline and he's talking about getting old sucks. So, to my original point, as a joke, I was going to uh, post, I was going to comment a picture of an old man's wrinkled ass and say something along the lines of, like, yeah, I know what you mean, look at my ass. Probably was going to get me put in Facebook jail, worth it. So, I wanted to find a picture of an old man's bare ass. <laughs> so, on moderate, you get nothing. And when safe search is off, you get nothing but hundreds of men spreading their butt cheeks so you can see their butthole. And it's fucking gross, and I don't want to see it. I even tried searches like old man's ass joke picture or don't show butthole please and 
stop spreading your cheeks. And it only seemed to fuel the beast even more. There's like no in-between, okay? It's either you get innocent little pictures of rainbows or you get hundreds of dudes hanging brain. And you don't even have to use words to describe that to get those pictures. If safe search is off, you are gambling. You are always fucking gambling. You could search for picnic, right? That's innocent enough. You're looking for a picture of a picnic. Nice, wholesome picnic. And with safe search off, you get pictures of dudes banging each other on a blanket in the park, sticking fruit in each other's asses. You could search for man with clothes on, and every picture will be a man fully dressed with his nuts hanging out of his zipper. It's fucking ridiculous. There needs to be a setting that is like, yes, I want to see adult images, but not Germans taking a dump on each other. Like a meter that you can move higher and higher until you reach the amount of gross that you want. Like low adult gets you naked. Okay, you've got the meter set on low. Low adult. Move it up about halfway. Stuff gets a little bit dirtier. You move it up almost to the top and you get like really dirty and then you move it to like the absolute top setting or as I like to call the German setting and you get the nastiest the internet has to offer (laughs) all right I'm gonna take a little break here I want to plug some guys again oh my god I can't believe I just said I want to plug some guys If Aaron actually knew anything about technology, he'd be able to strip that from the show and then use it not in my favor. I would like to give a big shout out to a podcast that I have been listening to and I am about to play a commercial for. And I want to say for the record that I'm not plugging these guys because I have to. I'm not plugging these guys because they are plugging me, although they are. It is a fair swap, but this will be the second time that I've aired a commercial for their podcast because I really do want to help them gain some attention. I listened to them the whole time I was at work at the skating rink and I was laughing my ass off. They were talking about the lyrics of the YMCA song by the village people and they changed the lyrics to some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. And I, nothing like rarely does stuff make me laugh out loud when it comes to podcasts. And rarely do I ever promote someone else's podcast because I don't want anyone else listening to another podcast. I want you listening to mine. These cats with uh, the podcast Nerds Talking Podcast. It's four guys. I, I thought it was three, but it's four. I guess now. I don't know. I was just listening to the latest episode. But they, they're really funny. Listen to Go listen to the YMCA episode. If you're going like, to at least give them a chance, listen to that one. Because by the time they get to talking about the village people... Fucking hilarious. I actually want to hear that episode again. Oh, and if any of you guys from that podcast are listening, you completely forgot to talk about the fact that the lyrics say you can hang out with all the boys because, you know, you were talking about what lyrics were gay and you totally missed the most obvious one. Like you can get a hot meal. You can get a shower. You can hang out with all the boys. Now, I'm not saying that's gay, but some people have been known to talk about the village people and say that they just might be playing for that side. Anyway, here is the trailer for their podcast. Check them out if you get a chance. We'll be back in just a moment. 
Hello, this is Lafayette. And I'm Carlos. From Nerds Talking the Podcast. That's right. Where we talk about everything from UFOs, yep. comic books, like movies, uh-huh. streaming services, yeah. conspiracy theories, oh. ghosts, mm. video games, yeah. and more. Kick ass. All on Nerds Talking the Podcast. You can find us every Friday with new episodes on all digital platforms where you find your favorite podcast, Nerds Talking the Podcast. Now back to the show. All right, Nerds Talking Podcast. Check them out. All right. Welcome back to Fat Guy Loves Cake with your host, me, Joey Valentine. So I was thinking about the 80s like I always do, but I wanted to share with you guys. Now, I know that my audience, not my, it's not my target demographic necessarily, but like 65% of my audience is age 35 to 49. Okay, so that means you are like you are people that I can relate to because I am right in the middle of that. So that's awesome. That means you either grew up in the 80s or you grew up close to the 80s. And the rest of my uh, listeners are like 25 to 35. There is no youngins listening to my show, which is probably because it's explicit. And that's good. I don't want young people listening to my show because you don't want to grow up to be like me. Kids, foul mouth and fat and unhappy can't get laid. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about the eighties, do a little eighties rewind. And I wanted to compare, I just, just kind of go down a nostalgic memory lane with me. If you would, some of you will remember these things and some of you may kind of, and some of you will go, Oh, well, that's pretty interesting in the eighties. So I talk all the time about how it was the greatest decade in the history of America, because it is. And I thought I'd take you cats down memory lane and tell you some of the things that would never fly today. We never wore seatbelts. For some reason, there never was a law that made you wear one. Now, you can say I'm wrong, but there wasn't. Okay, when I was a kid in Texas, you did not have to wear a seatbelt. You also didn't even have to have car insurance. Did you know that? You fucking believe that. I mean, that's why when we were kids, we didn't see car insurance commercials. That's why they rule television now. Because it's mandatory. So now everybody's fighting for you. When I was a kid, there was no law that made you have insurance. There may have been liability at some point, but like new cars haven't you had? No, no, that's what it was. It was like new cars had to have full insurance, but that was a stipulation from the car dealership or the bank or whoever was financing your vehicle. But you didn't have to have insurance. You could drive that fucking rust bucket all over town with no insurance destroy somebody's brand new car and that's it unless they sue you you're walking away with no nothing but a a wrecked fucking heap of shit you didn't have to wear a seatbelt. i think the seatbelt thing came around the time that i was in high school so it was the 90s i think that's when they started really enforcing it because there was a time when i got my license where it seems like every single person was getting pulled over for not having a seatbelt on And my friends, I remember, like, I don't know if it was just, like, stupidity or lack of common sense or just stubbornness, but my friends would never wear their seatbelts. And what they would do, like, they'd go to great lengths to pretend that they were wearing a seatbelt, like, make a fake one. Like, rather than just take this fucking seatbelt, take it across your lap, plug it in, and be done with it, It's right there. 
they they'd like hold the strap across their chest with one hand to give the appearance of wearing the seatbelt and driving with one hand. Like it takes more effort to sit there and cling to the seatbelt than it does to just hook it up. And I'd be like, are, are you brain damaged? Like, no, nobody's going to tell me I have to wear a seatbelt. I'm like, okay, you can keep faking wearing a seatbelt. Well, one day that story ends with you in the hospital. I've seen pictures, man. They showed us some shit. When we were in driver's ed, they would never do this today. But when we were in driver's ed, they showed us this like blood on the asphalt movie. Okay. And this was not like makeup and costumes and shit, right? This was straight up legit. A man came by from the department of public safety. A state trooper would come by. You got a statey, an actual statey in the room. And he shows you this movie and it's nothing but film and pictures of people that have died in car accidents and not like, Oh, look at the poor mother whose head is laying peacefully on the steering wheel with blood coming out of her forehead. No, I'm talking about like Gallagher on a watermelon style shit. Okay. Like heads missing heads split guts everywhere. People in the front seat with the top half of their head missing. We were fucking 15 years old. There was a picture. They showed us one. It was right outside the high school. It was from a long time ago, but it was right outside the high school. Guy on a bicycle got hit. There's his body way in the distance. And there's his bike closer to the camera. And there's his brains right next to it. Now, I know those movies were meant to do one thing and one thing only, and that was to shock us into being safe and wearing our seatbelt. And let me tell you, folks, it fucking worked. I've never, ever not worn my seatbelt. In fact, I've gotten into cars with a non-working seatbelt, and I will either get in the back or I will not ride in that car. You couldn't fucking get me to get into a car without a seatbelt. And if anyone ever rode in a car, if I, for some reason, ever decide to buy a car again, and someone got in there and they, like, refuse to wear their seatbelt. Well, they're getting the fuck out and they're walking. You would see in the eighties, you would see station wagons full of kids, all standing, standing on the seats, bouncing, bouncing like eight kids in a station wagon. You know, one of those old, awesome ones where the back door opens sideways. It's like, <laughs> you know, like vacation Chevy chase style. But you know, the funny thing is like, I used to, like I, I, I'd sit in the back window. We had this Oldsmobile. I'd lay in the back window up against the glass. You know, I'd be driving all over town. Parents would hit the brakes. They'd brake check you. You'd go flying off of it, land in the floor of the back seat. Or if you're standing up in the front, it's like, bonk, head hits the dashboard. But we were never in one accident. Thank God. I mean, if we ever had been, it would have been the end of us. You imagine like a two-year-old standing in a seat you get in any kind of accident, that's not going to end well. But yeah, you get the occasional brake check and a face full of leather. It's not that our parents didn't care about us. It's just that's what everybody did. It was just the way things were. And going out, forget about it. Okay. We, like, after school, it's like, I'm going to play. And you'd be gone six hours or whenever the sun was going to set. Your parents never asked you where you were going. You never told them. And even if you did tell them you were lying, I mean, we, we just took off, man. We were in the woods where I grew up in the woodlands. There was a shit ton of woods. Okay. That alone was dangerous because there were hogs all over the place. 
but there was always construction. Like the Woodlands has become this massive city now, but back then it was just two villages and there was a lot of construction going on and we were always playing in the construction. I mean, we were so lucky that no one ever left the keys in anything, you know, or God forbid we had ever found like a hydraulic nail gun. We would have punched so many holes in each other with that thing. That's a story that would have ended up in the hospital. And for those of you who aren't old enough to remember pay phones, let me tell you about a little something called the collect call. <laughs> See, back before cell phones existed, there were pay phones everywhere, like literally everywhere, even businesses that had working phones. They wouldn't let you use their phone. You could go in and you could ask. They direct you to the pay phone. They must have made a killing off of that. You know, back in the 80s, a quarter actually meant something. Now people barely stop to pick them up off the ground. You'd go into a business and you'd be like, I need to call my mom. And they'd go, there's a payphone right there. You'd be like, I don't have a quarter. And they'd be like, oh, that's not my problem. You'd be like, motherfucker's going to make me spend a quarter I was going to use to play Pac-Man. But then the collect call came in. I mean, I, the collect call was always there, but it became like a, a real monetized business. It became like 1-800-CALL-ATT or 1-800-COLLECT. And when you called someone collect, how it was set up was they're going to get a phone call from you. Okay, like you you dial it like beep, 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 you know two nine two seven four seven two. That was my number growing up. I don't know whose it is now, but <laughs> I put it two nine two seven four seven two, and it goes after the tone. Say your name, and then it'll ring to them. Your mom answers the phone. Hello, and it goes. Hello, this is AT and T. You have a collect call from, and then you know you would record your name. Joseph, will you accept charges? Press one. Or hang up, you know, so then your mom has the option to press one or hang up. And sometimes they hang up because, you know, parents can be dicks. But what we figured out from the very get-go, we didn't need to have them accept the call. This is what we did. My mom would get this call every time. Hello, this is AT&T. You have a collect call from, Mom, the movie's over. I need you to come pick me up right now. Do you accept charges? (laughs) And my mom would hang up. Let you come pick me up. So suck on that, AT&T. Oh, I think it ran long enough. You know what? I actually wrote so many notes on the 1980s that if I keep going, this is going to be like way too long of a show. So I promise you, Wednesday's show is going to be 1980s part two. That's what I'm going to start off with because I got some great things like cigarettes, cigarette smoking, uh, cigarette machines, spankings, getting, <laughs> getting whooped, getting paddled at school, the chicken pox. I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about, so just tune in to me on Wednesday. In the meantime, let me give you something. Let me give you cool cats a little something to shake your ass to on this beautiful Monday. Everybody, you enjoy yourselves. I'll see you back. Remember, shows Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can contact me at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com. I love you alls so very, very much. I'll see you soon. And remember, what do I always say? Be nice.